Away, I'm ready, my bro. I'm ready as I've ever been, my bro. Away, bro. Don't eat chips. Away, you can't eat, my bro. And just be careful, like when you put your drink down, also not to put it down too hard, because I can hear everything. Now that's how you must pour. Nah, bro. I can't. I just taste lemonade. First man like pour genocidal dopes, man. Bro, this is the age-old thing with me, bro. Everybody says that that isn't the real nigga, bro. So. Okay, yeah. you're gonna relax now. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, go inside if you're not gonna sit still. Okay, stay inside now. Right now. Now that the peanut gallery is dispersed. Oh my bro. The roasted peanut gallery. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, we have microphone check. One, two, what is this? <laughs> Real gas boys uh, is back to uh, be near. <laughs> you can just dub me, bro. Be <laughs> near. That's bad. That's why I don't sing. Uh, yeah, bro. Ready to go. Oh, yeah. Five, six, five, six, seven. The real Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the real cast. New episode. I know we've been gone for a while, quite some time. I think it's been two weeks since About our last two episode. weeks, yeah. But absence makes the heart grow fonder, man. Oh, we, we just had some logistical what, what, logistics to sort out, you know. Mm conflicting schedules and whatever and we were kind of enjoying like if we can it we were enjoying not having to be on like full lockdown you know so yeah by that i mean a bit of a dope and a way just to lamb together and, and we are actually together we're recording in the yeah. same spot for the first time in a long time but for the inside <laughs> Don't <laughs> <laughs> you know that song, bro? It sounds familiar, yeah. You're just a bad singer, but oh, anyway. Um, but something that won't be new to you guys and won't be new to us wakes and his absence. So we're still on that quest. Wi Fi for wakes. He told us that people in his area are busy um, installing that. Um, but currently, he's just watching them install it. I don't know why. Maybe you can ask him yourself, guys. <laughs> Uh, at Where's the Wakes or at Where's the Wakes underscore photography. Um, but yeah, it's just the two of us. OG episode today. So before we get into it, let's get the formalities out of the way. Yes, we are back. The Real Cast Boys. If you'd like to follow us on Instagram and Twitter, you can find us at The Real Cast SA. That's yeah. it. And if you want to find me on the personals, 
I'm on IG. You can find me at Gio underscore the underscore Don yourself. You can find me at I am Basic Cal on Instagram and Twitter. On Instagram and Twitter. And also, if you want to catch all our episodes, you can catch us at Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Just type in the real cost, and that's real cost, one word. Um, if that's not your scene, we also have our subdomain, which is www therealcastessay.podbean.com Is that all, Carl? I don't think that's all. No, 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 no. You can catch us on the YouTube. Just head to the search bar and type in The Real Cast TV. We have a few clips from some of the shows that we've done and we're working on some new content for the channel, so keep it locked. Shout out if you've been here from the beginning. Shout out to our OG listeners. Shout out to the people who skip through. Shout out to the people that come here for the jokes. Shout out to the people that come here for the serious topics. Shout, Shout out, out to the people who come here to hate on Carl. <laughs> Shout out to the essential workers. Shout out to the people that come here to listen to the controversial opinions. Oh, yeah, shout man. out to the first time and last time listeners. And Sa- most of all, shout out to the buttered people that's going to go click on Ryan Stoy's review now because this is where it's no holds barred. I, uh, and shout yeah. out to my dog for barking <laughs> yeah, <yo. laughs> shout out to george destroyer of worlds oh, for yeah. being the kind yeah that sure has named this brother if he's dog <laughs> yes it's disgraceful <laughs> but our way guys now we know we can strive to not be like a our way you know not everybody can be like though. mike bro we have a lot to get in though bro of course like, so let's get right into it i mean of shit, so <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's like to say it's the craziest time to be alive for our generation, oh, yeah. I think would be an understatement. We have a pandemic, we have race riots, we have cancel culture, you know? Yeah. Yeah, what a we've time got, to be alive. We've got a lot guy. of shit going on, yeah. We've got work from home, <laughs> <laughs> which I think is a good thing. In the like in the future, into the future, it will be shown that. That is actually a good thing, you know, because for too many times, and I'm not speaking of any specific um, industry even, I'm just speaking about the, the work world, the world of work um, as a collective, right? You always heard that people want to work from home, but then people always would say, um, yeah, like managers or for instance, people who are going to approve that say, while you won't be as productive at work, ach, at home as you would be at work. My question to you is, don't you think that's going to change very soon? Because people have proven, like, well, a lot of people have proven to be productive at work. So at I'm home. sure, ach, at home, damn it. I'll tell you why I'm, I'm so confused. <laughs> I'm a bit on the bus. <laughs> so, yeah, I do think a lot is going to change in terms of the corporate world, especially. The way businesses operate, because I mean, businesses are there firstly to make money, and the way they do that is by catering to the needs of their clients. Yeah. And now that we have this new illness to deal with, there's going to be certain changes in the buying behavior of the clients. Yeah. So I think, yeah, first and foremost, yes, we will be changing processes, changing, you know, something that we become accustomed to, man. Mm. For such a long period of time so yeah yeah and i think what this pandemic has proved is how can i say the adaptability of mm. businesses 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Within like a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were working remotely. And if you had to tell me at the beginning of the year, bruh, you yeah, work from yeah, home, yeah. be like, get the fuck out of here, bruh. Exactly. It just took something to kind of motivate, to light that fire under the asses of, of people, you know, in positions to make these decisions. And look, I'm not a manager. Well, at least not least, uh, not at, not yet, um, you know, but um, what I would do if I was a manager, though, I would look at things like, and, and I'm not just talking about like your normal manager. I'm talking about like top management that look, at the strategic goals of the company, right? Mm. I would be looking at if we can get half of our workforce to work and produce from home mm. the same as they can from the office. And we have a lease, for instance, with our landlord mm. for our building that is, you know, coming up to renewal, contract uh. renewal. Mm. Why don't we move to a smaller place? Why don't yeah. we cut that lease bill, that rental expense in half? And what's that going to do? That's going to make our books look much better. You know what I mean? And we also put money in the pockets of clients. Because, I mean, if your overheads come down, you, that means you can decrease your prices. For sure. So For that sure. sort of savings gets passed down I, to the I client. doubt it will be decreased, though. Yeah, I you know, obviously. Like, but I'm just thinking, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, Maybe. Because ShopRite is a thing, bruh. ShopRite has been serving us with low, low prices. Are we not that sponsored? That you can trust <laughs> always. <laughs> so we like off the bag, bro. <laughs> so like, yeah, I think that we're about to. I think we're only at the beginning of the stages of mm. change. I think this is just the tip of the iceberg to how the world of work is going to operate going forward. Mm. Um, I also been recently made aware of something called hot seats, like the hot seat model. Okay, so explain that it. That means basically like, let's say I have a business and I'm employ a thousand people, for instance. Okay. So I will let the people work from home remotely if possible. So those who obviously can't work from home because the role doesn't allow for that yeah. will go into this. Okay. Let me, let me explain it like this. So I have a thousand employees, but I only the building that I lease only seats 500 people. Okay. So then let's say only a hundred people or 250 people can, uh, or roles don't allow for them to work remotely. So mm -hmm. then they will have designated offices and desks. And then the other 250 will be hot seats. So for the rest of the employee, the 750 employees that are working remotely, if they feel they want to come into yeah, the office, they can book a desk. Oh, I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. For like okay. a day or a week right, or whatever. Right, you understand? right. I know the concept. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've actually experienced the concept as uh -huh. well. And I do think that it is quite handy, you know, and, yeah. and not just with the cost cutting uh, aspect of it. Uh -huh. Right. But if we, if we like, play this um, theory out as thinking like managers, right? Yeah. Um, that also helps with the morale of the, of the, the client, um, not the clientele, the morale of the employees, you know? And one thing that I've been thinking, I've been thinking a lot about leadership in, in organizations and the difference between a manager and a leader. And do you have to be a leader to be a manager? And do you have to be a manager to be a leader? Right? Because yeah. in, practice we see that that doesn't always happen you know so we can get into that bag a bit more but later but yeah what i'm thinking is 
these people, some of them have wanted to work from home all the time. Like some people's job can allow for them to perhaps, I'm going to make an example. They can be working and then two o'clock they go fetch the kids at school, drop the kids. And then they start working again. They log in and they start working again. And it doesn't affect their productivity, but it does affect their morale because now I don't have to, first of all, pay for a shuttle. I don't have to worry about my kid's safety because I'm driving my kid, you know, and I all of a sudden, like, I like my manager because he allowed me to do this or she allowed me to do this. Right. And I'm going to work for that person. Yeah. And. Um, just to kind of elude to our conversation that we might have um, shortly or a bit later, um, I think that it's underestimated the effect that it has on a person when they want to work for someone. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you, 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 can, you can resonate with values, you can resonate with what the aim of what you're doing is, mm. but if there's somebody that makes that environment a space where you don't want to kind of jump in front of a train to use a metaphorical type of word for that person yeah then you're just going to be like ah, i can't do it and then and you're going to find reasons for you not for why you can't do it and there might be legitimate reasons Whereas, but you will look for a reason not but, to do but it. you will look for that because it will be reason. like you know you want to treat me like this you want to micromanage yeah, me yeah. almost like someone that doesn't know mm. how to work and how mm. to be productive you know so yeah and i and i agree with that sentiment because I think in some cases for, okay, let me, let me put it like this for the listeners that maybe are not familiar with the, let's say, workforce optimization, let's say, model. Yeah. Yeah. So basically how that works, it's it's something that's used mostly in call centers. Mm. Um, It's like a login, like a clock out, clock in Mm. system. Mm. So. Um, you know how factories use the time cards yeah. to clock in, clock out, clock on lunch, clock. So like you would have to basically report where you were, why mm. you weren't working from one o'clock to half past mm. one, like mm. that. And that sort of like decreases your morale, man. Yeah. Because we are human beings. We need to be free. We don't want to report our every yeah. move. And yeah, we understand the need for that hierarchy and yeah. that management structure to ensure that things are done but in, t- in in terms of feeling controlled naturally none of us want to feel that, yeah you know none of us and at all <laughs> yeah like if you do it's for stockholm syndrome <laughs> oh, yeah. and i think like at the end of the day when you are given that freedom it boosts your productivity mm. your productivity because you're like oh you see I am able to move freely as long as my work is done. Mm. And also, I mean? I've got the confidence in me from my superiors that I will get my work done. Yeah. That means a lot as well. Like, not, um, yeah, I know if you do this and you're not going to get your work done, blah, blah, blah. Like, we, we understand, look, we understand for, for people who are maybe in those roles now, we understand the need for that. Yeah. But in terms of the manner that you go about it, in terms of how you motivate, in terms of the importance of morale within a team and also with the importance of team dynamics yeah. as well, because the essence of a team is to try and execute what the individual on, it, on their own wouldn't, what yeah. wouldn't accomplish, right? Um, normally for one common goal, what the definition of a leader is, yeah, um, a leader... Uh-huh. <laughs> Get in your bag, but yeah. I get in your bag. Now, nah, fam, a leader 
needs to direct a group of people to a common goal. Yeah. That is what a leader does. But at the same time, not come across as a manager, for instance. Mm. So I'm, I'm, th- I'm kind of hitting there right uh. now. So that's what a leader does. And then a manager ensures that certain deliverables are actioned mm. with a certain degree of quality mm-hmm. and a certain degree of timeliness. Oh, yeah. All right? That, that's what you must do. So manage, a managerial position, by definition, is a leadership position. Right? Yeah. Now, let me make an example for you, Carl, and, and maybe you can give me your take on this, right? Um, if I'm... Okay, I'm going to ask you a question and you can tell me your thoughts on this. Okay. okay. So... I am a top performer, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm in an entry-level position. But I'm a top performer at what I do in my team in terms of error rate, if that's something that they look at. Error rate, I'm the best. In terms of quantity, I'm the best. I, I produce the most work. Um, and in terms of workflow and things like that, like I'm the best. Okay. Okay. I also don't ask a lot of questions because I know my stuff. Okay. Right? Um, but... When people ask me stuff, I don't want to help them. Okay. And things like that. But I am a top performer. And when, I, when it comes to ratings, mm. I get the best bonus because mm. I perform the best in okay. terms of stats based. Right? They want to promote me to manager. Will I necessarily make a good manager? You yeah, see, yes or no? I, I want to I hear your, your, okay, your, my your opinion. take on it. And I, then I'll give my take afterwards. I, For me personally... I wouldn't necessarily say yes, but I wouldn't mm. also say no, mm. because there's a saying that goes, you need to follow in order to be able to lead. That's so if you're telling me you're the top performer and whatever the case may be, you know, you, you're the best. I'm the top team. performer in terms of strictly statistics. Statistic, yeah. yeah. So, because remember when, or from what I know and my experience, mm. when we're looking at someone to come into a position, whether it's... Uh, someone coming from outside the company or someone being promoted, yeah. we look at stats. Yeah. Firstly. Yeah. Okay. So in th- in that sense, I think good job, well done, five stars, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. But we also need to look at what type of person you are because remember, your job will now be more people orientated. Yeah. You see the ad libs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> will be now. Team also, you can hear the L drivers. Shout out to the L drivers <laughs> in the back. Anyways, you were saying, bro. <laughs> so, so like you need to be more people orientated. You understand? Yeah. You know, you need to understand that when your the people that you will be managing is is not machines. Mm. Um. So yeah, I think leadership is something that can't be taught; it comes naturally. Okay. But a manager doesn't necessarily need to be able to lead. Okay. Um, because in my in my experience, mm. managers are more responsible for performance they're more performance driven and their role is to make sure that their team of leaders team leaders are performing to the levels that are expected or they they need to ensure that their team is managing them or leading their departments while in terms of performance okay um but yeah like i said it's not necessarily that you need to be the top performer but it's not also necessarily that you need to be a people's person. So mm-hmm. I think it depends on the person that is hiring. If it yeah. were me, um, I am firstly, you need to perform in the position that you are. 
because mm-hmm. that tells me okay you are competent in what yeah. you are doing and if you are delivering over and above then that means you you basically have surpassed that yeah. space that you, you've become the master mm. of that task and i think that in terms of hiring um that can tip the skills in your favor mm. because that shows someone that you're already excelling in the role and you may be ready to take on more responsibility mm. and something bigger but i also think that the skill of working with people doesn't come naturally to any, everyone okay. and i think it's an important part of being in even how do you say let's see junior management yeah junior even. management it's yeah important. we're talking about management overall yeah. and mostly junior management yeah. i would say because that's closer to the people who get things done in the yeah. business yeah. we know that the entry level people get things done yeah so yeah. i think that especially junior management like that is where your people skills need to be on point because if i'm let's say i am having a cut day and i decide to yeah. be a, a draw to you yeah then your morale drops bro yeah. and then you're like what the fuck i'm like fuck this bro check oh wait why must i put oh, him yeah. over in the bar if this man's gonna yeah. treat me like this and is anyway gonna rate me cuck afterwards oh, yeah. do you know what i so, mean so i might as well so like i that, think yeah. it is an important skill but it it's not i think if i'm thinking object objectively mm. um it's not really that important and i think performance outweighs the ability mm. to lead but if it were me i would focus mm. in the reverse right yeah okay i understand that i want to do the whole thought experiment as well with me as the hiring manager right yeah i've said this since university right mm. i've said this since and a lot of the time people thought it was because i was trying to make my marks look better than it was uh-huh. but i was like the a student and like i used to tutor kids just to give a bit of context when i used to tutor students um in a subject but i used to take it upon myself to try and teach them some tacit skills as well um just because i know even though i wasn't in the world of work or the corporate world as of yet through books that i've read and you know um things that i've watched and that i've taken in my life even when when i work casually i started working casually at 16 um so i've noticed that the tacit skills like interpersonal skills for instance things like that uh standard um how can i say what's that word etiquette yeah you know like if i always make the example now you and you at work now and mm. you have all the ideas in the world and you go to your immediate manager and you're like yeah well i think this process could be better because it could be optimized by so and so and so and you might be right but you don't know never to outshine your master though So now your your team leader at the time sees you as a threat and they want to suppress you. Remember in terms of the power scales, where's the power right now? It's not you. Okay. So you want to in my opinion, you want to uh, communicate your competence clearly. Okay. But you don't want to seem as a threat. You don't want to seem your job is to make your team leader look good. Uh, that's your job. Okay. And you might say that Oh well that's not how it's supposed to be and we'll go back to it again how we ought to live and how we live is so different that you study what ought to be done instead of what is done we'll find the way to his peril and not his preservation so done with those putting those type of boss but you get the kind of context that I'm thinking um like and and the type of thinking I'm using so in terms of me I always used to say the A student right they will get the job um 
provided they're good in the interview. Yeah. Provided they're good in the interview. I would say that I am maybe an example of that. Um, uh, when I went for my first major interview, I think that um, I was, well, I don't think I know that I was among some top, top competition in terms of their marks. My marks aren't bad, but they aren't stellar. I didn't pass cum laude. I didn't pass summa cum laude. I was against those people, though. But I had the ability to appeal to the more people aspect. I had the ability to appeal to I want to learn. Mm. Do you know how important it is also to have the I want to learn attitude, even when going into a managerial position, you know? Because people come in and they think, yeah, I've got degree X and Y and Z, uh-huh. so now I know everything doesn't work like that you know what i mean world of work will show you that a grade 11 that is taught that role can do it better than you can with your masters and then what you know you will come there and your team leader will have a matric and you have a masters and then and like to to just stay on that point i think that's a lot of the misunderstanding well at least in my case Mm. when i because i went from matric straight to the world of work and i was like under the impression that look you need to be able you need to study in in order for you to be able to work but then when I actually got my foot in the door, I realized like, but I can do this work. I just need to be taught what to mm. do, how to do it, mm. when to do it, and the rules of doing it. Yeah. And anybody can do it. Anybody can I do it. I just think the degree comes in, in terms of the strategies or the workflow process. Mm. You understand? Because you need to understand the client relationships and the different links within the business and how they depend on each other in order to bring the final product to the client. I get you. I, yeah. I, I'll even engage you on that. Um, being someone who went to university, as I mentioned now, I don't even yeah. think you need a degree for that, bro. You don't. I think the only way that comes to relevance, I'm not, by no means saying a degree is not necessary or you shouldn't no. go get one or whatever. If you don't want to, you don't want to, just have a plan. Yeah. But my thing is, that only comes in in terms of when you are looking to move on, you know? So I'm talking strictly entry level. I don't think it's, it's that necessary. Um, also, knowing what's going on in the business, I think I know many people without a degree that know what's going on in huge businesses, you know, better than anyone else. Um, so I would say where that comes in is, uh, like you alluded to, where strategic thinking would come more into play and um, more technical type thinking yeah. would also come into play technical thinking that you would have been trained for in your degree yeah. right which is fine because a lot of the things that you use there um that is not even relevant when you start working yeah. um and i digress i just want to go back to that thought experiment so i would rather employ the b student that shows more tacit skills than the a student that is just a machine uh. and there is a place for the a student that is a machine. There's definitely a place for it. You know what place it is, according to me? It's the best entry-level person. Yeah. Or it's the best business analyst. Yeah. Or it's the best... You're not a manager. Yeah. You aren't a manager. According to me. Yeah, right? and, and that's not a bad thing. I mean, the Yeah, strokes, yeah like, like you can earn as much as a manager and whatever. Yeah. That, that's not even the point here. I'm not trying to de-glamorize your performances. Mm. I, I, I just want to say that in terms of the effect of you mentioned that for a manager it's more performance based and i agree completely because your objective is 
to put deliverables, deliverables on the table. Right? Oh, and drive performance. Exactly. The way you drive performance for me as well is, yes, by keeping a great standard within the team, but also keeping a great morale within the team. If you can show someone, look here, if you get your error rate down to 0.2%, right? And you are eyeing this route. Say you eyeing, eyeing a client services route or yeah. you eyeing a business analyst route, right? Yeah. I can put you in touch with so-and-so, right? Mm. Work with projects on him or with projects, say it's a business analyst role. Develop this Excel tool with him, you know, present it with him, but make sure that your core role, you're getting that 0.2%. Yeah. There I'm driving performance, but I'm not driving performance by telling you, if you don't do that, I'm going to give you a warning. Yeah. Safe. You're driving you know what I mean? by motivating I'm motivating you. I'm like, do you see what can happen for you? If you, you know, right? And, and, and I've, I've, I've encountered people that, that you know, employ the strategy. Oh, yeah. uh, unfortunately, it's the, the minority in my experience. Yeah. Um, but I think that's due to hiring managers. I would appeal, look, I'm not a hiring manager, but I'll damn sure have an opinion on what you guys do. I'll damn sure have that. I don't need to be qualified for that. Um, and I think when I'm a hiring manager myself, I will employ these things myself and I'll be open to your feedback as well. Yeah. I think please don't just look at the performance in isolation, especially mm. for something that is more people intensive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, the function between if we, if we can put morale and performance on a graph, I would put like a linear graph. I'd say the higher your performance, the higher your morale. Yeah. The higher your morale, your performance. performance yeah it has a right. direct link exactly so basically so, link so, sorry yeah so, so i think the conversation that we have i love this conversation it's kind of important it. it wasn't planned i mean it yeah, just like, something that happened. but i think it's important to have because i i i think the the education system fails us in this manner by not actually telling us what to expect when going into the mm -hmm. world they don't equip us with the skills that we actually mm -hmm. use I mean, bruh, we did algebra in school. Yeah. Did you ever use yeah. algebra in the workplace? Bruh, I've never, ever, not once, used used algebra in the workplace. Um, I've never once Pythagoras? needed to... No, I was going to get there. I was damn it. <laughs> I've never needed to calculate the hypotenuse of squared, blah, 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 A squared plus B squared equals C squared. Like, okay, let me, let me put a... Uh, I'm not completely bashing mathematics. I think something like mathematics is more there to teach logic and thought, uh -huh. you know, than the actual formulas, you know. It's more there to um, teach how to think in terms of what to know. Yeah. And that's why I think formula sheets should be given for mathematics, for instance. But, so, right? sorry, there, sorry, there. Like, yeah. like you're saying like mathematics, but like, don't you think that, I don't know, man, like, I feel like school doesn't prepare you enough to go into the world of work yeah. with confidence. And I think it yeah. could have a good impact on issues that we see as like, like we see in society, like mismanagement of wealth and things like that. So I think school doesn't prepare you for life, man. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't teach you the importance of managing your money, living within your means, because yeah. I think that will s go quite a distance to, and I'm no expert in this mm. field, 
But I think it could have a hand in improving the poverty rate or the the disparity between the middle class and yeah. the elite, for instance. Yeah, the poor the and the rich. The Gini coefficient. Yeah. It could... I say Gini, but... Awe. Awe, Gini sounds so primitive to me, bruh. Oh, wow. Yo, like, Mr. Pretentious <laughs> himself, man. <laughs> But the, yeah, it could go some way to decreasing the Gini coefficient. For those of you not so oh, well yeah. versed in economics, the yeah. Gini coefficient or Gini coefficient is just a measure of inequality in a certain country or yeah. state or wherever area. Region. So the gap between the rich and, and the, poor. The, the poor. Did we dumb it down enough for you? Oh yeah, man. <laughs> um, but I think like if school taught us things like how to pay your taxes, the importance of medical aid, the importance of insurance. I think that gap, it could go uh, like yeah. somewhere, not to eradicate yeah, the gap, yeah. but it could improve the no, gap. No, it could and, definitely and, and with generations, yeah. of course, but the start needs to happen. And, and sorry to interject there, but um, a while back, um, there was a YouTube video, I don't know if you've seen it, uh, by a guy called Boy in a Band, right? Uh, um, a white bra, pale white bra with red long hair, mm. looks like a punk rocker, man. Mm. He used to um he what's the name did a song called don't stay in school uh-huh. right and then he's like um i wasn't taught how to vote but i know how to define isotopes for okay. instance right yeah like, yeah he, he was just like when we reach voting age we told to vote for but, instance but yeah. we don't even know what we're voting yeah Do you know what i mean we don't know how political systems work because we haven't been taught that in school you know yeah we don't know what how to dissect a political manifesto we don't know how to do that we just know my daddy votes this so i'm gonna vote vote this in a lot of occasions all we know my vote don't count so i'm not gonna vote yeah that's like what majority of young people say especially in the colored community and i'll say that as a colored proudly myself look you don't ever say that bro do something my bro because my my and i'm, I'm gonna get off the tangent now <laughs> but my view is if you don't vote don't complain to me yeah Klar. and i think it will go a long way actually in developing a new mindset man mm. um what i see in a lot of young people is like yeah there's no work or you know you know what i mean there's mm. no this there's no that it's because of this that i can't do yeah, that yeah yeah so I think it will it will help develop a mindset of if I don't have, I make a way. Yeah, because if yeah, you yeah, give yeah. someone the tools and you teach them how to use that tools, yeah. teach them how to think instead of what to You think. give a fish. You give a <laughs> man a fish. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's why I think the education system failed us. Um, and I hope that we can change that in mm. the future. Like, I know the topics that we, 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 or the subjects that we learn in school are of importance. I'm not... Um, but in any way, shape, or mm. form, like diminishing the importance of those subjects yeah. that we have. But I think, like maybe if you tweaked it a bit, and in 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 let's say in in economics, taught the children about taxes and mm. how to pay your taxes, the importance of having medical aid, yeah. how to claim back from SARS, things like yeah. that, useful things. Yeah. Because I think when you go into the world of work, like for me. Someone that went straight out of school yeah. into work. Um, I was like, they're like, do you have a tax number? I'm like, what the fuck's mm. the tax number? Mm. And then I was like, how do I do this? And I was fortunate enough that the, the company had a, 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 a process in place yeah. for people who do not have it. And 
I know if you don't, you have to go stand in a Musa line. Yeah, well, you have to songs. sit on hold forever. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think if we teach the younger generation or the kids about these things and how important they are mm. and the impact they have on your financial well-being, for instance, mm. it will give them that boost, man. Because it's 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 always easier for the guy who knows, um, not in detail, maybe, but someone who who grasps the concepts of yeah. something before jumping into it. Yeah, bro, you know we I mean? bought cars, for instance. Yeah. Did you know how to buy a car? No, bro? no, like, bro. I'm like, huh? And they're like, now nah, you need this, 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 and this. We need to do a credit check. This. Yeah, bro. You need to actually finance it. I'm like, eh? And like you sign you know like I mean? a like, thick <laughs> contract, bruh. And I'm and like, uh, okay, fine. And you just like, yeah, because you want your car. Yeah. But, but they don't teach you about like the repo right and how that affects yeah, your like, installment. Okay, you have a linked rate. Right? So if the interest rate go up, you're going to pay more. Yeah. Now you get your payment monthly and you're like, ah, why am I paying 5K instead of 4K? Yeah. No, you signed a linked rate, right, bruh. So if it goes up, you're going to go up because you're not going to complain when it goes down to 3K because yeah. it inevitably is. Like yeah. things like COVID will happen and you'll get the liquor rate. Yeah. When it goes up, and I'm thinking of me now, <laughs> when it goes up in a few months, yeah. uh, you must pay, bro. Speaking of which, I don't even know if I signed a link rate <laughs> contract, bro. But yeah, you I get a link rate and a fixed yeah. rate, bro. So, and, and they don't teach you about like how your credit record affects your interest rate that you get or if you're a first-time buyer, how that affects the interest rate as well. And I want to buy a house. You also want to buy a property yeah. as well. Do you know how to start? No. I don't know how no. to start either, bro. And I'm in like a damn financial industry, as most of you probably got that by now. Both of us are. Um, and yeah, these are the type of things that I agree with you on on taught in school um, in that song of this boy in the band guy nah? mm. he says and and also what you were saying i think hello life orientation yeah. was a missed opportunity bro. yeah like i think okay, that's there where are, they could have squeezed yeah there are, there, there's a lot of helpful things right yeah, like, like applying STDs for a bursary and, uh, and stds but i'll get to the stds part yeah. now because they teach you about the importance of using a condom and all that but they don't teach you about how to have when you want kids, how to go about it. Yeah. They don't teach, do you know what I mean? How, yeah. What do you need to consider? You need to buy diapers. You need yeah. to have, uh, if you're both working, you need to have an, a babysitter. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you taught kids to parent, because remember, kids are raising kids nowadays. Yeah. Right? That's all we are. We And and one thing I will always say, no matter who you are, no matter who, you can be Elon Musk, bruh. Nobody knows what life is. We're all just trying to get through it. Yeah. You know? And I think, if we 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 actually had these sort of let's say lessons or, or topics taught within that life orientation uh, framework, yeah. it would go a long way into um, aiding the maturity within yeah. students. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because I think a lot of the time, because kids aren't exposed to this, they don't ask questions about it. Mm. So if if let's say we teach kids about the importance of a tax number and medical aid, maybe they go home and say, mommy and daddy, look, I was taught about yeah, medical aid yeah. and claiming back from tax, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yo, bruh, you can get a tax rebate like nothing, bruh. Like SARS paid me so much last year and I yeah. didn't even know that that would happen. And, you you know and, I mean? and the thing is, you don't know. Mm. And nobody's going to say, oh, sir, like, because you didn't claim last year, you know, we have like a 10K. Yeah, no. Room. 
They're not going to do that. Exactly. And My dad always tells me, by the way, just to interject, you can go on now. It's very dangerous when you don't know what you don't know. Oh, wait. It's very dangerous when you don't know what you don't know. And I think another thing, like to add on to that point, I know we're digressing now again. Yeah. But if you have the knowledge, you can become such a formidable force, man. Because you won't be easily fooled. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? You won't be, in any aspect of life, you won't be easily taken advantage of because you know what you're stepping into. Let me make an example of that. Um, Guys, if you've seen the movie Project X, I want you to kind of rewind your mind to that. If you haven't seen Project X, you're too young for us. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, so on Project X, I don't know if you saw when the cops come, right? The cops come and they tell everybody to keep quiet at the back. And then Costa, one of the main characters, he's like, um, hi officers, how are you? And they're like, uh, we got a noise complaint, can we check the, the premises? Mm-hmm. And he's like, nah. And then they're like, what? And then he's like, well, we need to check the premises, we need to speak to an adult. He's like, I'm 18 and a half, I'm an adult. Right? Because he knows the law. He's like, do you have a warrant to search my house? And... Um, the answer is no, you don't have a, uh, we don't have a warrant. And he's like, well, then respectfully, sir, I'm not going to let you search the house. I can tell you that we're keeping things quiet here. And they leave. Now, for someone who didn't know the law, you're just going to be like, oh, it's a cop. Let me let him search me, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just making this example in terms of the cop. Mm. I'm actually talking about what you alluded to. If you yeah. have the knowledge in everything, right? Like I was explaining to someone that I know, um, um, she, uh, she just started working and I've been fortunate enough to be in the workspace. Not long, not as long as you, of course, but I've learned a lot in my yeah. short time working, you know, and um, certain expectations was asked of her. And um, I found these op- expectations absurd, but I know that, if that expectations had to come to me fresh out of work, I'm going to be like, yo, I need to do it. Yeah. Yo, I need to. Or else. Or else. And right. I was like, where does it come from? You have the right to ask, yeah. what is this measured against? What are the people in my same role doing, in my same capacity? Why is it not the same if it isn't the same? And, you know, and then you take the basis from the, so I told her, record your own stats. Record the people's stats that are, and I might sound like a bunny, but this is, this is game, bro. If you want to yeah. soak up some game, like, I'm not talking about myself. I'm saying I've realized that this is important. Take your stats. Take the people in your same position, in your same um, scenario. Take their stats into account. Uh-huh. If your stats is far outperforming theirs, but you still expect it to do more, ask why the others aren't doing more. Yeah. Okay? Because if the others do half of what you do, that would make up the total stats for you. So why must you pick up the slack for the rest? And I know it, make, it makes me sound like I'm competitive and things like that, but no, it's not that. It's just that even me, I'm the type of person that will take advantage of you if you allow that. Don't allow that, you know? And by take advantage, let me just be fucking clear in 2020. I'm talking strictly in a corporate sense now. See, like, even George agrees with you, bro. Nah, really, because you're pissed yeah, off yeah, now about yeah, this bro. cancel culture. But anyway, go on. Oh, wait. We'll get to that. We'll get to that, though. <laughs> but, yeah, I think that a lot of our flaws are due to the fact, especially 
uh, and I hate using this word, like people of color, because of our disadvantaged background, we already were, let's say, given a slow start, yeah. for lack of a better phrase. Yeah. And I think that if we knew that we could be equipped with this knowledge as early as, let's say, matric, mm. wouldn't that go such a long mm. way in terms of helping prepare us um, for life, man, and what life has to offer, and also help with things like personal responsibility, for instance, because mm. the knowledge is there, I think that, yeah, we're lazy, man. We're lazy to get look out of our own. Yeah. Therefore, I think it's important for these um, topics to be somehow put in the framework of the curriculums in the school, man. Because, like I said, if you are able to, to equip yourself with the skill, you'll be in a, in a position of privilege. Um, and I'm talking about if you go out of your own. Yeah. And learn about these things, maybe from a father, mm. a mother, mm. uncle, someone in the workforce that you know. Yeah. You'll be in a position of privilege because of you have some sort of knowledge. Even if it's the bare minimum, you will know what to expect. Mm. Man. So, yeah, and I, I think it's something that we definitely need to look at in the future. Look, I, I have no plans, excuse me, to become a politician or whatever. But I think that it's something that... <laughs> you sure you don't. <laughs> <laughs> that can be looked at. And I think it will go a long way in, like I said, taking steps to decrease the gap, like the Gini coefficient that we spoke mm. about, the gap between the rich and the poor. Mm. And like, for instance, let me let me just put it like this. Um, I saw this clip, you know, the, the and we'll get to this as well. You know the houses that they're burning down in Outbay? I don't know if you saw... Let's say that I know. I okay. But yeah. I, yeah, I think most people know because it's all over social media. Um, oh, and I don't I, I, saw a docu- <laughs> I saw a documentary that was done by Vice where they speak to this fisherman community, man. Mm. And they were speaking about the fact that this is how they make their living, mm. you know? And they were saying that eventually restrictions were put on them because of the depletion of the species or the dangers yeah, of the species. Yeah. Um, and they were now required to have permits in order to fish. Mm. But you see, because of the previously disadvantaged background that they came from, they don't know about these processes. Mm. And what you, like you said, what you don't know, you don't know. Mm. So they were like complaining that people from other areas were getting permits yeah, but they yeah, are yeah, fishermen yeah, 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 and yeah. they live within the vicinity and of the harbor and they've been done that for yeah. years and before that's the how permits they make came in like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I even, even had family that live in Outbay that are fishermen yeah, so and, I and know like, what you're talking about like this is something that is in the family like you learn at the age of 6, 7, yeah, 8, 19 yeah, to fish, yeah. how to fish and like I and mean, that supports your family yeah. like so when your dad dies you must now take over you and know what I mean and the guy was like saying like look People from far away are getting permits before we do. And like, how do we go about getting these permits? And they're blocking us and mm. they're giving people, all these rich people permits that live far away. And he says like, we didn't even know about this process. Exactly. Do you understand? And that's again, lack of knowledge. Yeah. Even if you are not of the means to pay for the permit or whatever, but you would have known. You would like, have at they, least known, okay, this is the process. Let me try and make a plan to get to this because, yeah. and and believe you me, 
if it's somebody's way of living, they would make a plan to yes. do that. Do you know what I mean? Like definitely. Yeah. So Salute George. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. Yeah, yeah we, we 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 got into a bit of a bag there, but hopefully we were able to spit some game, you know, for those guys definitely. that are looking to get into the world of work. Even those of you who are at university, yeah. I reiterate this again. I know you know what um, an oligopolistic firm's demand curve looks like. Yar. Liquor. Liquor, brah. But do you know what to do if your manager stinks and you sit next to him? Are you going to tell him, Kiki, brah, you stink? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm making a, a um, stupid example, but it is relevant in terms of dynamics, in terms of how to navigate around the, the, the world of work, in terms of if you are asked, uh, uh, how can I say, something that is really ridiculous to have that courage to say look i need to find out where the rationale for this is yeah. first. and respectfully you don't need to do it like hey why are you asking me this because that's also stupid mm. because that means that you don't have any interpersonal skills yeah. understand his position understand your position but know that you don't just have to bend over and take it okay. know that know 100%. that you have the right to find out and also most managers for instance that um i would say i would say most managers and me for instance if i were to be a manager i would respect you more i would respect you much more if you asked me how did you come to this decision um how is it for the benefit of the client for instance if you're in a client services kind of kind of instruction and how does it resonate with the values of the company and also how is it part of my scope as my my position oh, your you role, know yeah yeah and my role and if it's not part of my scope can it be seen for my further development yeah. because don't ever shy away of doing something out of your scope as well yeah that's and a I mistake think, like never say it's not my job it goes a long way also in understanding the role that you play within a company mm. and i think once you understand your role you are able to perform and you are able to excel and get to the All next right. level so yeah, like just to bring that full circle for those of you guys who are looking in to get to, into the world of work, that's just some things to consider. Look, we don't claim to be the know all, end all, and be all of all things within uh, the workforce. But, but if you listen to some of the stuff that we said, you will find that it'll benefit. Yeah, you. I can I, all I will, but guarantee I, I, it. Yeah, I won't. I won't. I won't. I'll put my head on a chopping block even, yeah. and I'll tell you that. So yeah, yeah. Away, so Kyle. moving on, since away. we are back together once again, um, yeah. In case you guys forgot, we do do a segment called Gen of the Month, and I think hey. it would be it would be criminal not to do it. I mean, I haven't seen you. Okay, I'm talking cack. <laughs> <laughs> but we haven't been we able. We saved the patrons <laughs> before this. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, but we haven't been able to record within the same in the same room yeah, 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 um, since sure. lockdown started. So let's take this opportunity to introduce the new journal of the month, um, Which is... and it's called Phantom Spirit of Nice. Don't worry, I have a picture for IG. <laughs> oh, hey, the bottle's almost cursed. I'll tell you now, guys. <laughs> so yeah, it is um, local gin. We like to keep it local as far as possible. So just to give you. Uh, the synopsis mm-hmm. or the description on the back of the bottle. That's the scouts learning from the wordsmith. <laughs> I must say, but just comment or 
or send him a, a DM or whatever that you're proud of him, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nicely is the home, is home to a haunting beauty of Africa's most... A haunting beauty? <laughs> yes, as they went all out, no? Yeah, bro, a haunting beauty of Africa's southernmost Afromontane forest. Is that how you say it? I don't know, bro. Oh. I'm uh. the English wordsmith. <laughs> <laughs> Not the exotic wordsmith. <laughs> So deep within the forest, a creature known only to this part of the world exists, the phantom moth. So we'll obviously put a picture on Instagram, yeah. but like, yeah, there's this like huge moth on it. Uh, phantom is named after the ghost moth and pays tribute to the wild spirits that dwell in this delicate eco region. Okay. Of Nisla now. May bro, so. Um, it was nice, the delicate eco region. From it's the just a place you go for the weekend. Chikama, I love From the majestic elephants whose trails are long forgotten to the slow footed dwarf chameleon, bruh. And Regal Nisner. Lowry. Yeah, I think that's a Lowry to name a fruit. This journey is handcrafted from the botanical source from Nisner. And infused with natural fulvic trace minerals. Is that how you say that? I don't, I don't know, know bruh. Yasses. What are they writing in there, bruh? There's a beef in Jerry. Yeah, bruh. Stuck Shakespeareans on it, Fulvic trace minerals that lend to its unique earthy color. I can mm. attest to that. Um, we'll get into that now, now. And offer you a taste of the ancient forest. Mm hmm. I mean, it's a bit difficult to read because the bottle's empty. <laughs> and, oh, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a white bottle. White tea shares like a, you know, like a mist. Almost yeah, like, like a bathroom a, window. Like an opaque bottle. Yeah, like an opaque. Ooh. Oh, yeah, okay. I have to bring it back, bro. So, I think, yeah, let's get into the reviews. Um, it is a brown gin. Like I said, we'll post a picture for you on the IG account. You can follow us at the real cost. It's a... Plug! Gang, really on the plug, really on the plug. Don't copyright us on YouTube. Anyway. Um. So, yeah. Yeah, thoughts, thoughts. Let's get into the thoughts. Mm. So, having just taken a sip now, right? And um, I'll give you some context to this. We started drinking this bottle before we recorded. Yeah. Uh, we chilled on the weekend and we... Well, the weekend before you hear this, of course. <laughs> um, we chilled on the weekend and we, we started with this. And we chased it with some real quits. <laughs> You don't know what that is. That's stony. <laughs> uh, we also use some Willie's. Uh, what was it? Lemonade. Soda water. No, soda water first. Well, I had soda water first and then lemonade. And we also tried it, tried it clean. Yeah. Right? So Just to we, get the we, flavor we kinda, profile. Yeah, well, flavor profile. Yeah. Listen to the connoisseur. Connoisseur. <laughs> oh, yeah. So the, those are the type of drinks that we've drunk it with. And... Um, Firstly, what I would say is appearance-wise, right? Um, so, it's an opaque bottle, quite premium-looking. Um, you know, the bottles with the cork in it is normally more premium than yeah. the bottles that you screw off. Bottles um, like Chroma, bottles like Woodstock Gin, you know, like Black Rose. Bottles like, I think Six Dogs as well. Yeah, as a Six Dogs top. as well, yeah. yeah um, so, so, coming soon. Coming soon, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and um, how, how we know that is by the look of the bottle, you know? Mm. Then also, I was like, we all know gin to be clear, right? Yeah. Okay, Chroma was blue, yeah. fine. Let's but say see-through 
Okay, let's say not like brandy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like you know, gin looks like vodka or like mm. yeah. But this one. So when I when I dark. saw it, I'm like, bro, why do you put clippers in the gin bottle? <laughs> you see, uh, but actually it has this kind of Coca-Cola type tint to it. Yeah. You know, like the caramel brown. Yeah. I would I would characterize it as like a bottle of jam. It's slightly darker actually. Yeah, slightly darker, not as as honey. You yeah. know, if, if I can use that word as yeah. as the as a Jamison would have been, um, but yeah, uh, just like Coca Cola for instance, yeah. like a dark darker Coca Cola, and um, I was really intrigued by this. So uh, I've had a few sips of it, of course. Um, first of all, I had the shooter, and um, yeah, the shot, the, the neat, the neat version of it was. I would say I just tasted alcohol in the beginning. I was looking for the aromatics, I was looking for the botanicals, I was looking for... Okay, smoothness was definitely there. Okay. It didn't take, taste like Smirnoff 1818, it tasted <laughs> like gravel, for instance. Like, it tasted really smooth. In that sense, it reminded me of Jamison. When I chased it with the lemonade, also reminded me of Jamison. But um, in terms of the taste, I wasn't impressed. You know, like, okay. I, I just got a generic gin. It's a bit sweet. It gives like a slight honey aftertaste for you me. See, George agrees with you, bro. George does agree, bro, because George knows. Away, <laughs> but it, it gives a slight honey taste as an aftertaste. But uh-huh. other than that, I would say that it's a very plain, very uninteresting, um, mm. you know, gin. You know, it's not unpleasant because of the smoothness and because of the honey aftertaste. Mm. Maybe even a bit of dark chocolate as well. I would okay. say. Wow, diving. Nah, I'm being. Look, I'm, look, I'm, I'm telling you what I taste. I'm telling you what I tasted. Maybe uh, a dark chocolate okay. in as well. Um, but um, yeah, like like a slight malt taste as well in the beginning. Like reminded <laughs> okay. me. No, really, like it reminded me of. Nah, it reminded, it, it reminded me of Olix. <laughs> you know Olix. No, but don't you know Olix? That malt um, hot. Beverage man, if you know Olix, my bro, if in the chat, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so those are the type of things that reminds me of, but only on the aftertaste, and it's fleeting, it doesn't stay long on the tongue, yeah, for instance. So, for that reason, and that whole convoluted, um, qualitative dissection that I've provided you with, I would say that, um, a while before the show, I said it's a 1.5. I'm giving it 2.5 on 2. the real 5. meter. Yeah. Okay. Solid 2.5. 2. The 5. smoothness helped it with that extra 0. 0.5. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, for me... Oh, by the way, uh? this gin was 500 fucking <laughs> man. Yeah. And yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that, actually. Because it has a lot... It impacted my review a lot, man. I expected much more. Mm. Um, on the ad, it looked, it looked darker than what it was. And I think the color plays with your mind a bit. Because you're so used to being able to see through it, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's pink, blue, purple. You can yeah, see you can through. still see through it. Yeah. This one is dark. It looks like brandy. Or like, yeah, it looks like brandy. Like it does clip-tops. look like brandy, like clippies. Yeah. Like, Idea, you know, like a bottle of Captain Morgan. It looks like that. Like a b- bottle of KWV five year. <laughs> we know you like that. Uh, <laughs> if in the chat, if you go to Stellenbosch. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, it looks a bit dark, yeah. And that's actually what intrigued me about the bottle. Like I hit you up and said, look here, take a look at this. 
and we looked at the you know the bottle itself and we were expecting big things i am disappointed um mm. like like you said it is very very smooth i'll mm. give it there that's where the one point comes from because it's smooth. Yeah. um and i think this is more of a winter bottle so we're drinking it at the exact time remember when we took the mm. first shot like it's instant yeast Get bruh. It, bruh. like your your chest like warms immediately yeah. so that's something i liked about it because it's winter it's cold mm. And you know, you, you don't save old brown cherry, bro. Nah, fuck. Nah, uh, fuck, I'm not a bee. <laughs> <laughs> so. Are we yeah. cancel me, man? Fuck. <laughs> so, like, yeah. <laughs> so, I think. Dive, <laughs> so, I think, yeah, in that sense, uh, props to the bottle, you know, the smoothness. Because a lot of, especially like gin, is very dry. Yeah. So, in some cases, it's like gravel, bro. Like, it, it's really like hot. Nah, like Belgravia. <laughs> <laughs> I can tolerate Gordon's, but I can tolerate, especially oh, yeah. for the price point that Gordon's is at. Um, Belgravia is cheaper than Gordon's. Exactly, that's why I taste cut. <laughs> <laughs> so I can, I can, I can, um, I can appreciate like from Gordon's. You know, it's not as dry, but it's not also, you know, booster action. Like fucking never <laughs> You see, Georgia Green. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> So like, what? Where the disappointment came in? I I expected much more, man. Mm, my favorite was Chroma so far. Yeah. Bro. Nah. I know your favorite wasn't. Yours was probably um. Tank. Sevilla. Yeah. Yeah. So far, because for me, I still want to know that it's gin, man. Mm, you know what this? Mm, but mm, this mm, thing mm. sort of smacks you in the face. It's like, hey. I'm done. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, from something that I was expecting, you know, the botanicals to come through and... and yeah, and, like really, me know? also, bruh. I was expecting that, but it tastes like an average gin, bruh. Oh, yeah. It tastes like a, like the, the notes that I mentioned, no? Uh-huh. Are normally notes that come from a whiskey. For instance, like honey and dark chocolate and those type of notes. Those come from a whiskey. When you hear a gin, you you expecting to hear, okay, we've got citrus. Yeah. We've got lemongrass. Yeah. We've got, you know, those types of things. Juniper berries. Like Juniper, yeah, yeah um, so, even um, star anise. Yeah, so I was expecting like, you know, like a pungent, but it tastes like average. Mm. So because of that, like, look, if you have 500 rand to waste. Buy this, yeah. By all means, brah. It's not bad, but I think my score is more on the side, or it, 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 it's more due to the price range. Mm. I was expecting a lot more, and I'm being generous as well. So I would say 2.5 on the real oh, yeah. um, it's So that gives it the real score of a 2.5. Defini- yeah. It's definitely not real um, because <laughs> of the price point. 100% not real, but, but it's not cocky either. It's not bad. Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. not. In no, it's not not bad. It's not cuck. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, it's bad for the price range. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, in yeah. terms of price range, I mean, I would for five hundred rand, bro. Nah, I'm not gonna buy this. I'll buy two Bombay's. Yeah, that's what definitely. I'll do. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm disappointed, frankly, to be honest. Mm. Um, yeah, but look, you live and you learn. Oh yeah, so that's it. Phantom Gen from Nasner. Yeah, you need a bit more work right there. <laughs> Just um, let us know. Let us know if you guys have tried it. What are your thoughts? If you're mm. missing the mark, because we obviously rated it the same. Yeah. So two and a half stars. This is the first gym we actually <laughs> rate the same, eh? 
Excuse me. Yeah, actually. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, don't and, fucking and, <laughs> and we spoke about coronavirus. <laughs> and we spoke about the difference in palate. Do you remember? Yeah, the, yeah, the last yeah. Time? Oh shit. Oh, the last time no more we, for you. <laughs> the last time we reviewed, obviously, the Black Rose. No. Mm. Mm-mm. Was Sevilla. Sevilla. Yeah. Sorry. We were supposed to do black like what I said, you, then we were with a lockdown. Yeah, and I saved all the black <laughs> So, right. yeah, like, this is the first one that we rated the same. It's only been the third one, so it's not that, like, you know, that major. But, mm-hmm. yeah, let us know if you've enjoyed this bottle uh, yourself. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know, like, you know, guys, we completely agree. Oh, guys, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, yeah, we yeah, always yeah. say, uh, if you don't like it, lump it. Oh, if you don't like it, don't listen. We do not claim to be the connoisseurs yeah. of all gins. Uh, this is just our opinion based yeah. on the amount of gin. The nature of an opinion is it's going to be different to yeah. someone else's. So let us know, like, look, you're missing the mark. And yeah, so that's that. Uh, I would like to say again, very disappointing for um, for the price point. For the price point. Um, I would expect to pay for something like this 280 yeah, 280, not more than a Bombay. Yeah. Definitely not. Definitely not, because I do enjoy... Okay, I'm a bit biased. Bombay is my favorite gym. That's bro. like the staple. Yeah, that yeah. is since Wiz Khalifa said it, bro. Uh, it's, it's like the staple um, for me alongside tank. Mm-hmm. A bottle of tank. A normal tank. Just just as a bonus for the viewers, should we rate Bombay Sapphire? Just because we've had it before and we're not going to have it as a new gin. I don't know. I'm asking you yeah, now. Yeah, I'll give it a solid four, bro. I'll give it a four as well. Solid four. I'll like, it look, four. it's not the best that yeah. I've had, but if I'm gonna go for a bottle of gin, if I have two eighty and I need to buy a bottle, yeah, that would be one of the first bottles. Yeah. Bro. Are we? Um, so yeah, that 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 that's the end of that. Like, you can tell how much we or how little we enjoy this by actually bringing up another gin. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let us know, like I said, in the comments, wherever you find yourself listening to this. And yeah, that ends that segment, Gen of the Month. Um, like we said at the beginning, there's a lot to get into. A lot has happened since the last episode. I mean, this is the longest gap in between episodes, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. So a lot of shit has happened. Except for um, Soul Sessions, but I mean, yeah, we at least went through Soul yeah. Sessions. So... Yeah, but I, I still, like, I wake up every morning and I think to myself, my bro. What a wonderful is, world. Yo, is this cuck really happening, man? Oh, yeah. Like, yo, so let's talk a bit about cancel culture. Cancel culture, bro. It hits us look, again. Look, I know we mentioned it in the last episode, mm. but the reason I bring it up again is because this time they've taken one of my childhood heroes mm. and for those of you guys who don't know um yeah give us the context there, my bro. look i'm not sure but i think it's leon Sh- yeah leon uh, look i know it's leon schuster um and i think showmax have removed some of his movies if i'm not mistaken yeah so because we all know why right like mm-hmm. he's he's done what we considered to be blackface. Uh-huh. And he's done white face and Indian face and Asian face. But continue. Like the thing the reason why it bothers me is because Leon Schuster like that man made me laugh so much, bruh. Mm-hmm. And I think blackface was what they would use to portray what you would call coons. Which is a derogatory term for 
a person of color or a black person or a negro or whatever you want to yeah. call it. And he didn't do it in that way, man. Yeah. yeah. So I don't understand. Why are we, are we, are we like, like, you know what I mean? My Why thing we, with this, Carl, is na, look here. When Carl told me this, na, he sent me a text, na, actually today, while I was working, and now he's like, oh, we cancel culture. And he's like, content. And now, you know, normally when I see like, politically charged type stuff or race-based stuff or you know this type of serious stuff me i can't engage on it but it doesn't pull me towards it right until i figured out okay now wait this is leon schuster and the accusation is blackface and like carl said for me the definition of blackface i'm sure you guys will correct me and that's fine i wanted to i wanted to all you um uh, Twitter Nazis, stick it. Um, so what happened is, um, blackface for me is uh, where you portray coonery, right? So being black as a coon. So using derogatory, uh, I guess, notions about your race as amusement for the other race or the superior or whoever is um, deemed as the, um, the elite in the scenario but you use your race and you make fun of it um, or you use someone else's race and make fun of it um, for the amusement of other people right uh, with malice intent in terms of like a Jim Crow vibe or something like that you know um, the reason why Leon Schuster did it especially in my opinion is he did it to um, carry out the disguise so he could prank someone and he didn't just do it for like a black person he did it for a white person where he made himself look less like himself he just happens to already be white so why would he need to tint his skin he did it for an indian person one of the funniest was when he acted like an asian person uh, a with, japanese yeah, yeah like a japanese. japanese guy with um a real japanese person as his agent yeah in inverted commas, that didn't take offense to it, saw the fun in the joke where they pranked Peter de Villiers and they were like, asshole, asshole, asshole. <laughs> you know, um, I was telling Carl as well, the premise of the one, ep, uh, the one movie, Your Country Needs You, is about our politics going to shit, as there has been in the few. Um, and look, I'm, I mean, I say that candidly, if you think it hasn't gone to shit then, yeah, away. I don't care who you vote for. Just know that it has gone to shit. Um, in terms of corruption, in terms of stealing money, in terms of look at the unemployment rate. I can go on and I can go on. Um, so yeah, we were in a very negative state, you know, and we were very divided. And the whole premise of that movie is uh, shucks, your country needs you. Get people together again so that they can laugh together. And hearing that this dude is being cancelled because of this whole cancel culture thing, because of blackface, which is entirely a wrong accusation, in my opinion. Just kind of, it, it, it hurt. It really hurt me. And it was just like, when, and Carl always tells me this, when do we know that people are going too far? Yeah, and in, if I can like, just interject there, like, I think context is so important, man. Mm. Because yes, I agree, blackface was something that was offensive, man. Mm. And I, in no way, shape or form, 
condone that sort of behavior. Yeah, neither do I. Neither we, do I. We need to look at context. Context is important because it wasn't that Leon Schuster was in the business of, you know, uh, how can I say, portraying black people in a derogatory way. Fashion for, for yeah. clicks, for views. Yeah, yeah and yeah, it, yeah. it's not like he was using any racial slurs or crossing any boundaries yeah. in his movies. It yeah. was funny. Like, we... Like, when I see those movies on DSTV today, I would obviously click on it and I want to watch it because I know when I was a kid, this was funny to me. Yeah, and we must actually do, like, yeah, I would do that again. Yes, because, and the thing is, like, I'm looking at a News 24 article, right, um, where they, sh- like, give his reaction. And they told Net, he told Netvarek 24 that he was shocked and can't believe that the content of his films does any harm. Right, mm. he said he, it was innocent and him just pranking people, yeah, right? exactly. Like I said, and they're saying, like, however, in an interview with uh, Leonie Wagner, I don't know how you say his name, I couldn't care less, yeah. uh, from the Sunday Times in August 2018, he was unapologetic about playing on every racial stereotype in his films, and he doesn't have to apologize because, in the context, it's um. It's satire and it's comedy. Yeah, and it's in the in the in the interest of making an effective disguise yes. to prank someone. Exactly. Yes. It's, it's not like it's he was not. out here mocking black people. And if I'm not mistaken, he was very in touch with African culture. Mm. I remember he can speak like African like mm. a few African languages if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I mean Kosa his best Zulu. friend. I wonder what Alfred Ntumbela shorty. Yeah. I wonder what he says about all this, bro, because oh, I, I mean, and I'm sure he knows shucks and, and like the intent behind the video. And, and he says like further on, he says like in the interview with this Leonie person, he says like he's so sorry that he can't make a Mama Jack 2. And Mama Jack was a very good film. Mm. I remember as a kid, I used to watch it every day, bruh. That time we still watched DS, uh, DSTV, DVDs. Away. And I have the pirates, but away. <laughs> and he said like... <laughs> Um, if he had a dream come true, the next movie would be Mama Jack 2. And he said, but especially on Twitter. Fucking hell. Yeah, of um, course, bro. They said, stay away from blackface. It's not on. It was black people talking to me, so you've got to listen. I can't do it because I'll be, I'll be heavily criticized. It might have been fuck Twitter, bro. Yeah, but, like, but, but in reality, though, the effect that it can have on his business. Yeah, of which course. Is, which is not how it should be. Yeah, but, but he's looking at it from that, that I understand, stance. but, like... I can tell you he doesn't agree or fuck what yeah, these people are saying. But, like, he but brought he has so to act much... Like he, does. he brought so much joy to people, bro. Not just white people as well. Yeah, everyone. Everyone, like, bro. He, he was, at, the, at, like, one point in time, he was... The guy, mm. you know what I mean, for South Africa, and especially in the comedy industry, in the movie industry, like his movies did so well. Especially with this whole, um, your country needs you. I remember the last prank that he does is in Reger Park in, um, in Joburg. It's a colored township, right? And he acts like a typical politician that, um, how can I say, uh, Promises everything but never delivers. And then he talks about how they're going to demolish houses and they're going to make, how can I say, a a refuse um, kind of sewage um, pipe go into the dam, the river that people use for like a water source. 
And it's like, yeah, it's going to go through here, through here. So because it's going to go through this housing facility, we're going to have to demolish those houses. And they obviously get on his back. And at the end of it, he says, look, it was all a prank and everybody's happy. They're happy with him just ending there with it. Leon Schuster and they've been a prank and thank you for being such good sports, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, I'm donating so-and-so to the betterment of the society. Yeah. Right? That is not white people that live in Reicher Park. And for that's instance. What, so, so how? That's what I'm posing Tell the me question. how. When do we stop? How far does it go? Do you know what I mean? Like, this is someone who brought smile to the face, smiles to the faces of many, many South Africans. Like, at no point did I ever watch any Leon Schuster movie and think to myself, this bra is being racist. Yeah. Like, and I'm so sick of this culture, bra, where we attack people for things that happened in the past. And I know in some cases it might have credence, for instance, like someone was being outright racist, someone was being homophobic, transphobic, or whatever yeah. other phobic there is. I, I get that. But to destroy someone's livelihood, firstly, mm. um, and destroy someone's career and sort of blackball them. Mm. Because now and, we and, I, and I think also to add to that, also... To decide when context matters. Exactly. To decide. Like, like I said previously. Like with that other, um, um, that Miss World cuck that we were talking about. Miss Universe. And like I said in there, there's some people that are untouchable. Yeah. And and, and that's where the context comes into into effect, right? No, this person came out and said it first. Or this person is of this guy. Fuck you, bro. Like honestly. Keep that same energy. That's one thing I love to say. Keep that same energy. It's like that brother talks a lot, no? but when he's in front of the person and then what? Huh? Yeah. I'm going to call my brother. And, and, and that's the thing. Like it's the same the, thing. These people are like these, they sit behind their phones mm. and their computers and they virtue signal to you on how to live your life and what you should be outraged by. Like sticking on cancel culture, bruh. I saw, I was watching a video today, it's, it's, it's from a while back, and apparently someone in the UK wanted to cancel Kellogg's for having a monkey on the Cocoa Pops nah, box. Nah, nah, What the f... Nah. Relax, fam. Do you, do you know what Relax, I mean? Relax, fam. Like, like really, it's, it's, it's ridiculous, And, and it's also ridiculous the way we have stepped around things we exactly. say right now. It's, it's, it's against... It's, it's against... A free society, I would say. And it might sound like I'm trying to escalate something to what it's not, but like, I know that it's not a systemic thing. Yes, I know that. Currently, like, fortunately, we're lucky to be able to still say what we want. Yeah. Um, we're not North Korea. But yeah. Twitter's but North Korea. Is Twitter not North Korea? Yeah. Like the Twitter. Like no, I, mean, I don't want to create a Twitter, and we've mentioned this before. Because of fear of what it might do to my career. Not because of fear because I think I'm a bad person or because I hold, um, how can I say, uh, hedonistic or, or horrific views. Not because of that. No. Because I know that anything can be taken out of context and people should now ask, for, ask questions later. Exactly. That's how it works. Exactly. And so, yeah. like the amount of careers that have been ruined because of this ugly, like so, there's something that we've just accepted. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, okay, 
Blacktooth is upset. Now you can't create. Now you can't work for this company. You need to be fired. Yeah, yeah. Like it's 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 absolutely appalling, bruh. Yeah, and also my thing is just this. In terms of those people that subscribe to this cancel culture, right? Obviously, you would get the instigators, and they might know more about why they are trying to instigate this, you know. But how many of them are just sheep? Yeah. Seeing that, oh, this person's been cancelled was something I vaguely resonate with. I don't know the... I haven't done this person the courtesy of doing the research into what is the context behind it, what is the actual... Excuse me. Oh, this dope is making me burp a lot. <laughs> um, what is the actual aim about it? Um, and things like that. No, because this person that I look up to is cancelling, now I'm going to do that. Or because this is something I vaguely resonate with and I want to be in with the in crowd, now I'm going to do that. Like, and, and also, it's, it's groupthink. And also, I when does it end? Think. When does it end? Do you know what I mean? And it seems like just because you agree with a mainstream, disagree with a mainstream narrative, now you all of a sudden a white supremacist, Nazi... Whatever the case may be, you know, whatever even these if, terms they even, throw around. Even if I agree with it and I don't want to put things out because I don't want to hurt someone's livelihood without knowing the context, that doesn't mean I'm against it. Yeah. Because I've heard that a lot. If you are for us and you like us and whatever, and I'm not referring to anything in particular, I'm speaking broadly. Yeah. But you're not willing to do anything to show change in the way we want that change to be shown. The fuck out of here. Then you then you against us. Nah, I think that that is dangerous and that creates obviously a us against them. And some of you could argue that we need a us against them in certain situations and that's fine. But at the end of the day, the group thing thing, people don't really need to subscribe. To, well, not don't really, don't need to subscribe to. And I wish more people would, because I know a lot of people are thinking what we're thinking, but don't want to say it. And the thing is, if you are offended by what Leon Schuster per se has done, mm-hmm. you have every right to feel the way you do. Yeah. But don't force your opinion onto others. Yeah. Majority, I would put my head on a, on a chopping block and say majority of people weren't offended by yeah. Movie, yeah. That, that those movies. Yeah. He brought smiles to so many South Africans and... and more, more often than not, in a time where we needed mm. to remember why we love this country. Do you know what I mean? And why we call the Rainbow Nation. Exactly. Yeah. So it, it, it pisses me off, bruh. Like, right. when, is, when is enough enough, firstly? And not to make this a, a, it is a political thing, but when do we know when the left has gone too far. Hey, hey I was when, waiting for it. When do, when do we know that? Because we know with this the right. This would be a time to put in the fire, the air on, eh? <laughs> so, excuse me. When, like we, <laughs> Like we know when the right goes too far. That's when it's principles of white supremacy, racism, white nationalism, the KKK. That's when we start to separate or most reasonable people yeah. separate from the right we're like nah look here we're not about that you know we might not be for abortion whatever right-wing stance you want to take as a person yeah you know conservative stance yeah or conservative stance but when it comes to white supremacy kkk racism or 
uh, white superiority, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever the case it is. Slavery. That, yeah, that's when we remove ourselves from the right. But where's the limit we for the left? We being you as a part of the right, right? Not shut, we being me and you. Shut the fuck up, bro. <laughs> um, like, when, when do we, we tell the left, like, look here, now, mm. now you've gone too far. Yeah. And, and that's where, like, this, this thought came to me because, like, I can't think of a time ever where I was offended by a Leon Schuster movie, ever. Neither me. Neither me, Brian. Ever. I don't see why anybody would see any malice intent behind it as well. And, and like, tell, show me where, where the malice intent is. Exactly. Show me. Please. I beg. Exactly. Show me that shit, bro, because you're talking shit. That's what and, I'm saying. And to take it even further, I was on Twitter the other day, I think this past weekend, right? And mm. I saw the people that created the Eskimo pie. I don't know if you know what that is. Mm-mm. It's a it's a sucker. Okay, I a know what an Eskimo cream. brother is. Uh, shut up, bro. <laughs> uh, ice cream. It's the, the a sucker man. Yeah, sucker ice cream. <laughs> a sucker with the the, the the chocolate on the outside and the cream inside. Okay. It's called the Eskimo pie. Okay. So apparently, the company that created the Eskimo pie is changing the name or dropping the name Eskimo Pie because it's racially insensitive. Nah, man, nah. Like, honestly, bruh. It's zero to do with the race of the person, bro. What the flip? Yeah, so, so, yeah, round over. Speaking of things that piss you off, bruh. Mm. Things that made me happy and pissed me off, bruh. The return of the Prem. The return of the Prem, bruh. I feel like that was a, a sudden segue. Okay. Um, I felt like I was the Segway king, <laughs> but okay. Um, so yeah, like just last point, you know, I always have to give my last word on yeah. things like that. Um, oh, let me pose a question to anybody who's listening. When are we going to stop this ridiculousness? Man? When are we going to um, learn to sit down and have a conversation and exchange ideas? Mm. We all know these topics that are outright evil. And yeah. let's say... GBV, for instance. Yeah. Rape. Do you know what I mean? Like Yeah. Nobody's going to argue for that. And if you argue for that, if society shuns you, you deserve deserve it. But when are we going to have a conversation, whether it be for the progressive, um, the the progressive agenda, or for the conservative? When are we going to sit down with each other and... You know, exchange ideas. Civil discourse. There we go. When when is that time? When yeah. do we reach that point? And when do we reach the point of insanity whereby we slowly destroying society by cancelling every Tom, Dick and Harry yeah. that and, we and don't when, agree and, with? And, and, and on that point, just to close off, when do we look at it as not a me against you thing, but a... Let me learn more about what you exactly. think and let you learn more about what I think and let us come to a collective better... Look, you don't even need to change your opinion, but you will know more about the other person's side exactly. and the other person will know more about your side and 100%. you both leave that more enriched and more enlightened and more educated. Exactly. Like, come on, guys. Yeah. It's not just an attack-defend vibe. Yeah. You know, like... I think and I think that that's we're so busy trying to... You know, attack the other person. And, and show why are we right. Exactly. Let's just Coming listen. from an egotist, bruh. Can you imagine me saying, don't oh. just try and prove that you're right. If it's I'm saying sad, that, bruh. then you must know, bruh. So, yeah, that's that. Um, 
Away. Let's get to uh, some happy things, bruh. Away, the Premier League is back, boys and girls. Back. So yeah, um, there's been a few games played, to be honest. And yo, do you see that energy just drop there? Mm. There's been a, a few games played, ladies and gentlemen. Currently, Spurs is playing. I'm gonna check the score while you're speaking. Yeah. So we just gonna focus on the teams that we support. Yeah, for of those of you guys who don't know, um, Gio is a Gunners fan. Myself, uh, Liverpool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, we won't. We won't. You know, harbor on the on the bad things. No, we won't. You know, things like David Luiz. <laughs> <laughs> David because, Luiz. Don't you mean Pennywise? Yo, whack. Yes, absolutely whack. But I think it's normal for you know. A club like Arsenal that's going through a transition to suffer these sort of losses, I guess. I mean, when Liverpool was going through that, like that, yo. Anyway, that's my father in the background. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> when Liverpool uh, is going through that, you can just start from that again. Nah, right? it's fine, man. Say hello yeah. to the people. <laughs> you're definitely um, not gonna cut that out <laughs> <laughs> so like from uh, let's say you guys are in, a, in, in, in in how do you say it man a stage of change a transition yeah a transition thank you um, what Smith? you you going through that transition where Arteta is still trying to find his best team yeah um, there's a cut team to work with <laughs> I guess and I also think he's underqualified, but yeah, that's mm. my opinion. Mm. Um, but your David Luiz, nah, mm. man. So I want to touch on a few things there. Okay, go right? for it. Okay, first of all, Ateta being underqualified, right? Okay. First of all, I will say, Carlo Ancelotti is at Everton. Jose Mourinho is at Spurs. We could have had either of those two, but we don't. And I would prefer either of those two over okay. Ateta. First of all. I would say that. Carlo Ancelotti for me is, um, other than Alex Ferguson and Arsene Wenger and those type of people, Pep Guardiola, one of, I think he's even better than all of them in terms of his trophy cabinet, you okay. know, in terms of the players he's worked with, in terms of his man management, Ronaldo, Filippo Inzaghi, Didier Drogba. Like, I mean, I can name a lot of them, you know. Carlo is just a don, right, according to me. And according to you, if you know anything about football, right? <laughs> um, Jose Mourinho, one of the best. Yes, he's been trash in his third season at many places. I understand that. Um, but Jose Mourinho's winning record and also his tactics as proven against Spurs in their first game back. Um, as proven against United. Oh, uh, four Spurs oh, against United. faded, man. Yeah, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm faded. <laughs> okay, um... Against United, um, except for that lucky penalty, United fans rage at me. I don't give a shit, bruh. At the end of the day, you still shit, bruh. And I can say that from being ninth or 10th <laughs> or wherever we are. Um, I would, so, so, so to preface this, okay. I would take, uh, I would take um, Don Carlo first. Then I would take um, uh, Jose. But um, Arteta, in terms of soaking up game from um, Pep, Pep and also in terms of what we've seen mm -hmm. currently, it's too early for me to write him off. Yeah. Right? In terms of his personnel and what okay. he has there, 
right? Mm. And in terms of the ownership that is dealing with, Stan Kroenke. Mm. So obviously, because it's my team, I know a bit more than the average person does about my team, right? Um, as any real fan should know. Don't tell me you're a City fan, because you're not. <laughs> Since when were you a City fan? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I think our transition that we're going through is very different to your guys' transition at Liverpool, right? So, at your guys' transition, you had uh, Brendan Rodgers, and he actually did very well. He did, yeah, he, he got us second. to second. Yeah, yeah. He, he came to second. But a Freudian slip. <laughs> from the legend Stevie G. Yes, this is a shame he doesn't have like a can I, can I tell you something? Now, I was watching that game. I remember it. Like Against it uh, Demba Ba yeah. and Cole. I mean, that happened. <laughs> like, my dad just finished Sunday lunch, right? We bribed that day. <laughs> And I fucking couldn't eat, bruh. When I saw that, I, I wanted to throw my food in the bin. <laughs> I went, I literally went to go put my plate of food in the microwave. I was like, are you... Oh, hey, bruh. Nah, you had that privilege day. I wanted to throw my food <laughs> in the bin. <laughs> Cancel up, this, man. <laughs> but away. And I get what you're saying. So, in terms of us not having the support, so to, just to give a brief bit of context, Stan Kroenke owns a lot of American football camp... Uh, um, I'm not American football, American sports teams as well. I think it's a hockey team and a football team or a baseball team or something like that. Um, and he owns Arsenal as well. He's the majority shareholder. So he say goes and what he puts into the club goes as well. Mm. He doesn't give a shit about football, like proper football, not American football. He doesn't know anything about that. So we have a bit like our transfer budget is... Like really not 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 um, how can I say not applicable <laughs> if I can put it that way. We paid for Nicholas Pepe seventy million. Remember, Virgil van Dijk was about seventy five million or something like that. Damn, Larry Maguire was eighty million, right? From Man, Man United. Just to put things into context, we are paying installments for Nicholas Pepe for seventy odd million. Right, and he's not even that great. Okay, he scored a great goal against um, Brighton, but we still lost that shit. So my thing is, I'm gonna give him a transfer window or two, even though I know that it's gonna take major structural change in terms of ownership. Um, but in terms of the tactics that he's shown before lockdown, I think he's been quite good. I think now Arsenal need to get rid of their big players. They need to get rid of Obama Yang, Ozil. Lacazette, all of them, they won't be able to keep them because we're not going to make European football. That doesn't make me less of an Arsenal fan. I still support them whether or not they're in European football. But yeah, I just think that we need to get rid of them, get the wage bill sorted mm -hmm. and try and make money to rebuild completely, you know. I think in oh. Liverpool's case, they had Klopp. Klopp has shown as at Dortmund that he can make players like, uh, how can I say, Lewandowski. Or he can make players like Royce, Royce or Goethe, Gundogan. All of them are super teach. Yeah, no, I mean, the okay, they're not Hummels, good anymore, but Hummels, they were good at the time. Yeah. I'm just even Yuri Sahin, those type yeah, of people. Yeah, even Yuri Sahin, and he played for Liverpool for a while under Rodgers, yeah, yeah. and he was cuck. But they were all cuck when they started. Yeah. No, not cuck, but like they were not known yeah. until you know. Look at Lewandowski; is one of the best strikers to ever grace. The Bundesliga right now. Look at Gundogan, he's playing for Manchester yeah, City. Yeah. Arguably the best team in England. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so I think that the difference between the managers also there, 
Like mm-hmm. we knew that Klopp had a plan. Klopp also had a transfer budget as well. Yeah, and, and it, like I know people will say like he was criticizing Pep for spending as much as he can, and I think that at the time it was a very naive thing to say, mm. especially in a press conference because. Everyone, I think everyone can agree that the, the day that Neymar was transferred to PSG yes. was sealed, that was the day the transfer market changed. That was the day Maguire started being worth 80-odd million. Exactly, and he's not even a world-class defender. Not a, how is he worth more than Van Dijk? Exactly. Tell me how. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? And but Van Dijk, for the past few seasons, has been the best defender yeah. in the Premier League, and if not the world. If not the world, yeah. yeah. So, I think... You need to have a vision, of course, and you need to be willing to do what it takes mm. to achieve that vision. And you need uh, to have the resources yeah. as well. In, in my opinion, uh, yeah, Arteta, I put him in the same WhatsApp group as Ole. Mm. Um, previous players of the club, yes. Um, I think this is Arteta's first mani- managerial yeah, job. First role. So, what he can so do... So, it's different from Ole, in yeah. which Ole was relegated and... Yeah. Couldn't even win the league with the best team in, in where is it? Norway. Yeah. Yeah, Malda. Yeah, so... Um, That's why I two don't situations are a bit different. But in terms of being underqualified, I put him in the same WhatsApp group. But uh, I, I, I've lost... I, I don't see Ole getting Man United back to where they mm. uh, need to be in, in, in terms of competing. Yeah. Sorry, man, you, you're saying that Arteta's underqualified. I see why you say that. Yeah. This is his first managerial role. Yeah. Zinedine Zidane, do you think that when he started at Real, um, was he qualified? I, no, I think no, he was definitely underqualified. Okay. It was his first managerial job. But I think in that case, the league is not as competitive, firstly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's either Real Madrid, Atletico. Not even Atletico. I think they were like once. Yeah. They won like once in the last few. Do you like, think the Champions League was competitive? Um, with the best teams in Europe, supposedly. Supposedly. But I mean, I would say a lot of the best teams in Europe were there. Um, and I would deem that as competitive. Okay. You for, won it four times you, in a row. If you want me to compare um, Zinedine Zidane to Arteta. No, I, no, 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 I just no, mean in terms of yeah, underqualified. Qualification. Like, do you think that the underqualified can... I think... Like, do you think it's too early to, to write that No, I, I'm not writing him off okay. at all. I'm yeah. not, don't make no mistake. I'm Obviously, not he had off. a different budget. He had yeah. Ronaldo, he had And Bale. he has Ronaldo, he has yeah, Bale, yeah, yeah, he has Casemiro, yeah. Ramos. I mean, I would go out on a limb to say I would be able to marry Yeah, like you just tell them, go play. Yeah, yeah go yeah, play. Yeah. these are world-class players. Yeah. Modric, Isco, you know? Yeah. Those guys. So... And, <laughs> Modric. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> like these guys are world class players and they dominate Europe. Yeah. Like and they dominate the team of the season in terms of the Ballon d'Or awards. They dominate. Yeah, it. they dominate that as well. So, I think it's comparing apples to oranges when it comes to Arteta and Zinedine Zidane. Okay. Um, but you but do say that it's not. You it's don't not write the, it off. Yeah, I'm not writing yeah. it off. I, I I'm not saying he's going to win the, the yeah. Champions League. I'm no, just saying no. he if could I, make us... Uh, if I can say this, he definitely won't win the league or the Champions League. But I'm not writing... Not him, this year. Definitely. Yeah, not this year, obviously. Um, <laughs> but I'm saying in terms of getting Arsenal back to competing, yeah. I, I give him that scope. 
yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah, possible, yeah. but Arsenal becoming a force in Europe, no. Okay. Especially um, it's him being un- underqualified and the board and owners not being willing to invest yeah. into the market and bringing those players to Arsenal. Yeah. And I think Arsenal have lost this sort of how can I how do you say like like a lure yeah, yeah because yeah, yeah. of Arsene Wenger Arsene Wenger was I would I would go out on him and say he was that factor that that, that, yeah. that you know players signed like in even when we were in Europa League Aubameyang was signed yes like because that. Arsene Wenger I don't know if Arsene Wenger signed Aubameyang was it Unai Emery anyway no, it doesn't matter it was, uh, it no, was it Wenger. Wenger yeah it was Wenger so I think that has also put them in a in He's a, in a awkward, as well, yeah like in an awkward yeah, yeah, yeah. and us all came from Real Madrid. Yeah. Bar that they just signed Ames Rodriguez at the time and yeah. he was competing for a place, but um, but Özil was like a top player. Yeah. Like he didn't play badly. Yeah. You know who sold him? Wasn't it Ancelotti? Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I think it was right of Ancelotti. Not to yeah, digress no, though, no, no, it because was, once yeah. a player doesn't want to compete for his place, you know that he's not any good to the team mm. but yeah I digress I think that Arteta will be able to get Arsenal into a top four given enough time and the right investment made into the team right now I think yeah. the problem is the midfield and, and the defense, defense. <laughs> I, I see uh, you can see that you guys miss Lauren Koscielny um, when he was in his prime, you know, yeah. prime he was the leader of the back line yeah. I think also Kieran Gibbs in his prime when he oh, was playing Kieran Gibbs <laughs> and I think Bellerin has been on a very very bad decline yeah, yeah. yeah he's so I think you guys need to definitely I think the priority of the matter would be the defense so that I first stop leaking mm. stupid cat goals yeah. that you guys are letting in and then sort out that midfield man yeah. I think Ozil still has a part to play it's just that work rate and that work ethic that needs to but be that work rate what if we had Conte behind us yeah. do you think we care about him tracking back of course but you don't have yeah Ozil. no 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 but I'm saying I I think we have Ozil so what we must do is we and must buy like to accommodate for yeah. him you know what I mean so get someone like Condoblia or yeah, party. What's that guy from uh, Thomas Party. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean they're saying we get. And him, he's a beast, like, yeah, bro. No. Like he's a beast. In I don't see team. that happening at all. We so, start getting Benzema. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say sort out that your strike force has quality. Um, is it Saka? Saka? Yeah, Saka. Like there's a few youngsters. Yeah, that Saka. Look good. Martinelli. Um, Martinelli definitely. Yeah. Um, Aubameyang, like I said, okay, Aubameyang's contract is up soon. Yeah. But yeah, whether he resigns or moves I on. I think I think they must move him on. Yeah, I would I would say my team should sign him up immediately, especially since, um, you know, COVID and let's actually get into that. Yeah. Like, Just COVID, quickly to, to COVID, round it off. Yeah, COVID has impacted this, these clubs, right? The major clubs. I think um, I was watching a video on YouTube. Um, I don't know how credible the source is on, on the channel, but I'm a Liverpool supporter, so I was watching Redman TV, which yeah. is like a Liverpool channel, like the like Arsenal Like AFTV, TV, yeah. but with less rants. <laughs> <laughs> so you were talking to, um, they were speaking about like the effect of COVID-19. So for those of you guys who don't know, 
um, players were expected to take a pay cut and not Urzel, but <laughs> but uh, <laughs> and stadiums are not being made use of during the game, yeah, so that means no, they won't no get match day tickets, no yeah, match day yeah. tickets, no shirt sales, no hotel room box seats. Yeah. They're not making the money, so it's estimated that these clubs stand to lose between thirty and seventy million pounds in revenue. Yeah, right. So uh, the reason I bring this up is because we were after, or we when I say we, I mean Liverpool, were after the German yeah. striker team of Werner. Mm-hmm. And according to the articles that I've read, um, the board told club like, look here, we can't afford it. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm sure they can afford it if they really wanted to, but they're not willing to take yeah, the financial it's not risk. The, yeah. And club was like forced to make contact with Werner and explain to him why. Obviously, because Werner's German. Of German, German, and the move was like written in the stars. Yeah, like I'm sure it would attract him to yeah. beat at the European champions and the new, well, not yet, but soon to be, be Premier new League Premier League, League champions. Willing, no? Nah, it's gonna happen. But nah, it don't happen. I laugh my ass off at like you. Like you know, nah. like I've been a Liverpool supporter since the a- supporter, Liverpool supporter <laughs> since the age of twelve. So. Um, I know we the kings of self-sabotage, bruh. But uh, if you sabotage this, you're worse bottlers <laughs> than Tottenham Hotspur, bruh. Oh, hey. And to be in the same category as that's come, I know you <laughs> were in the same final. But you showed them their cl- your class and their class in that final. Um, yeah, you don't want to be there. Nah, I must say Spurs come of the earth. <laughs> anyway. So, like, um, Klopp was obviously, he called him up and said, look, uh, the club is not in the position to... Spend that money financially. He ended up selling for... Big um, boy lamps. For Chelsea. And, yeah, I'll give it to him. Like, <laughs> man's doing the business. Big boy lamps. He's about to sell Ronaldo. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the impact is going to be something to actually take in and look at. Because we don't know how long the stadiums won't be accommodating fans and things yeah. like that. So, a lot of these clubs are looking at a loss of income. And I want to speak about Chelsea. Because they're in a, in, in a unique position, given the fact that they had a transfer ban. Yeah. And also the fact that they sold Morata for around two, 45 million, 42 yeah, million. About that. And about that money is still coming in. Yes, bruh. So, giving, um, take into account the transfer ban, so they didn't spend any money for the last mm. two windows. And you now, know Abramovich has a guac. Yeah, and now all the clubs are strapped for cash and cutting down. They are in a unique position where they can spend money mm. because of the of the forty two to forty five million that they mm. got from Marata, and also the fact that they didn't spend in the last two yeah. windows. Yeah, or that's the last one window. And another thing that that adds that allure is their current position in the Prem. Of course, they yeah. look set for European football. Yeah, and it's in London. Yeah. Now, a lot of you don't understand. How big that allure is for a footballer to live in London. Remember, if you're coming from another country, you need to relocate, right? And a lot of them want to live in London other than, yeah. for instance, uh, Liverpool Bra- or Bra- Manchester Bra- or fucking, I don't know, Birmingham. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, and London is like, it's like living in the CBD, for instance. Yeah, it's like the hub, you know, yeah. it's the capital. So yeah. um, I think that that major major um, majorly important for for Lampard um, and Chelsea and a team like Chelsea and and like you rightfully say with an owner that is notoriously known for like he's the man city he's the man city before man city yeah 
You know what I mean? Like Chelsea is the Man City before Man City. And Homin is notoriously... Yeah, why? Why? Megan, my bro. Okay, bro. I just want to test your editing skills. <laughs> anyway, um, so I think that they could definitely be a dark horse for mm. the next season. Definitely. But with that being said, remember the season when Bale left Spurs and they like yeah, posted yeah, the market? Yeah. Remember what happened to Spurs in that I, season? I remember what happened to Spurs, but like I said, Spurs are the scum. <laughs> <laughs> so look Chelsea's going to be exciting to watch next season definitely, yeah, definitely definitely because of the talent that they bring into the Premier yeah. League and I know the contracts of William the likes of William and Pedro yeah they must out. want him to retire they buy us like check retire they buy us <laughs> so I'm thinking like for Liverpool there's a lot of free agents that are in the market like Aubameyang if he doesn't sign well um, he'll have one year left oh does he have one year left he has one year left oh okay we just want to sell him before we have to let him go for free we want to and try and make so, money on him. Yeah, you even know so, we I mean? can get a, a bit like we can... Yeah, you can get him cut price, of yeah, course. Like, cut price. like Percy or like any of the other damn cut price people we sold. And, Alexis. Yeah, and also like like looking at players like Willian. You know, he's not, he's not. I mean, in his prime, but... Yeah, they said we were in for Willian. I said no. He's a, he's a good player. I wouldn't mind him. He's a good player, him. but he's a over-the-hill player, and, in my and, opinion. And Pedro, like our team is relatively young. So we could do with some experience. So, yeah, but that's not the point. Whatever happened to Shedrin Shakiri, bro? I think that he's <laughs> been kept out of the squad by the likes of Mo Salah. Um, but I don't I, know. is he even on the bench anymore? Um, I don't know if he's injured. I'm not sure. Yeah. But he wasn't on. He didn't make I haven't squad. seen that dude in a while. But, but he, he could do a job off the bench. Yeah, he though. can. And I think that he's he's one of the most underrated players at Liverpool in the squad as well. And I think he's undervalued. Um, I mean, for 12 million, it's a bargain. It's a Someone of his quality. Bro. I mean, look at his CV. I don't know Bayern why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Inter Milan, Stoke. <laughs> the, 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 they're saying that if you look at his career backwards, yeah. that would make much more sense. Yeah. Except for Stoke, obviously. <laughs> but like, yeah, like the, I think we need to add to the depth that we have on the, on the wing. So mm. I think selling a player like him and not replacing him would be a, a stupid move, especially when the board has, as as you know, made it known mm. that they're not going to spend money on high-profile signings. Yeah. So I think COVID has hit a lot of the clubs in terms of revenue, and it's going to be an interesting season because sure. we're going to see now if Manchester City and their Champions League ban is going to be be in effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's. That's going to be interesting because yeah, a lot of. Uh, uh, players will probably leave. Yeah, because they can get into any, probably any team. Because yeah. I mean, the quality of their players is ridiculous. So it's going to be interesting to see. I, how I was looking at Man City now the other day when they were playing. Was it yesterday? Yeah. Well, we re- you will know when we recorded this. They played Burnley yesterday, yeah. and I was watching it, and I was like, the depth of this team is insane. Like, yeah. I was looking at Liverpool's team. Okay, I was looking at Liverpool's team, um, man for man, and I was thinking, man for man, City have a better team than Liverpool. Like, yeah, I don't definitely. think it's debatable. Not man, at all. Man In for terms man, of squad depth and man, quality. Man for position. man, like yeah. the 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 one of the people, like well, I, I mean, I guess three of them, I guess, that would, according to me, get into the City team, no matter who was playing, is Van Dijk. Yeah. Alexander Arnold and um, Ellison maybe because yeah. Edison's passing is also off the chain, bro. Yeah. So 
Um, I know Allison's maybe a better keeper, but yeah. So um, I do think that it's gonna be. Um, I do see. I do think it's gonna be a big deal um, for next season, and I'm excited for next season because this season, I guess, for both of us in terms of our teams, just surrounded off Liverpool are winning the league. We finishing out of the Europe European spot. So, um, like we said, Chelsea's looking on one. Yeah. Man United, we don't know what's gonna happen there. Ole is still a, ch- a trash coach to me. <laughs> so yeah. I think it's exciting that it's back. It's really given me some joy. And, and something that, to look that, forward to. I hope that soon the stadium's open, man. Yeah. Because I think, yeah, you... you, you Even you though that the, backtrack is dope. The, yeah, you have the backtrack. <laughs> but I miss that, you know, that uh, mm. that feeling. Yeah. You know, and, and, and to football supporters, I think we took for granted um, how much that atmosphere plays a part in yeah. the performance of the team. Especially if you look at the, the, the Liverpool derby or... What you call it? Yo, yeah, the Merseyside derby. It was cock boring, and usually the fans hype up the players. So Calvert yeah. Lewin would have scored, bro. <laughs> and, and I think like it would have been well deserved. Yeah, if, because if, Everton played well. And, yeah. and I, one thing I will say again, and just to I don't want to digress, but Don Carlo. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Don Carlo is at and, Everton, bro. And you can see they were more prepared for us. Yeah. If you look at the last time, like we beat them yeah. 5-2. There was a clear game plan yeah. involved there. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to the season. I'm sure you are too. No. Look, looking forward to next season. Oh, next season, yeah. not this season. Because the season should have been done. It should have been almost yeah, yeah. done already. I, I, I mean, I'm, I guess one of the things that I'm excited for is because the Euros is postponed and I don't like England, but Phil Foden, one of my favorite players, I think... But this time next year is a different England international. And yeah, I just hope that he gets more time at City, man. I see they're playing him now. Yeah. But I hope that he, they, they, you know, they show faith mm. and start giving him more great time. Two goals and one assist. Well, one pre-assist. <laughs> so yeah, that brings us to the end of another audio journey. Journey. Uh, yeah, if you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to leave a like, a review, comment, share. Subscribe, whichever platform you find yourself on. Um, yeah, if you would like to follow us on the socials, you can find the podcast at The Real Cost SA on Instagram and Twitter. You can find myself at I Am Basic Cow on both of those platforms. Myself, you can find at Geo underscore the underscore Don. Um, you can also get us on our subdomain at Podbean. That is www.therealcastsa.podbean.com You can find Wakes, who is in his absence. You can find him at Where's the Wakes or at Where's the Wakes underscore photography. Another thing I'd like to mention is there's an actively monitored email address um, if you'd like to get in contact with the podcast, and that's therealcast at gmail.com. Do pop us a mail there, whether you agree, disagree, want to be on the show, want to give some insights. We are there to respond to you. Anything more, Carl? Yeah, so thank you so much for joining whichever platform you're listening on. And shout out again to the guys that have been following us, that have been here since the very beginning. You know, we are on the road to 100 followers on Instagram. We did already announce in previous episode that we have something special planned once we hit that mark. So go and hit that follow button. Subscribe to us on YouTube. You know, we appreciate it. Shout out to the guys that have been here from the very beginning. Shout out to the guys that are only joining now. Shout out to the guys that skip 
through the episode uh, yep. and only listen to certain parts. Shout out to the haters. Shout out to the guys that Shout out to the guys who only listen when guests are. Yeah, they're more so. <laughs> shout out to you. Uh, shout out to the first and last time listeners. And yeah, before we wrap it up, final thoughts. Let's let's, let's go through it quickly. Um, world of work. Okay, so world of work, I think the importance between leadership and man- um, leadership and leadership roles um, should not be forgotten. And I think that it's important that we know that sometimes a manager is not a leader and sometimes a leader is not a manager. And I think that the importance of that, um, I guess, stark contrast is to be understood. And I think that we should make more managers leaders as well. You okay, are, um, cancel culture? Cancel culture, I think this whole Leon Schuster thing is disgraceful. The man has made us smile so much. Why are we trying to cancel him for something that is clearly, to any reasonable person, like they would say in the court, not malicious. Um, Finally, I'm excited about the Prem. And um, not excited about this season for my club. (laughs) I'm excited that Liverpool get the deserved. um, You know, I, I would have hated if they had to end the season and make it null and void. Because Liverpool mm-hmm. have outperformed everyone. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I'm excited that they're going to be um, champions. Um, and I hope that my team can improve into the future. Um, hashtag stand Kronky out. <laughs> um, and away, your side, Carl. Yeah, so final thoughts for me, basically, the world, world of work. work. I, yeah, I agree with what you said then. Also, with that being said, I think that we need to try and get the sort of principles and try and familiarize students, I mean, like in high school, um, with how the world works, how the real world works, in terms of taxes, medical aids, claims, leadership, performance, and things like that. So hopefully in the future we can somehow find a way to work that into the curriculum and then cancel culture. I think you guys know my stance. I think it's, it's it's a culture that is absolutely appalling. And I think we need to stop it before it finds the way into society to a point where it's something that is just accepted and normalized. Um, yeah, so I think it's absolutely disgusting what they're doing to Leon Suchta. I think that multi-choice should reconsider their relationship with yeah. Showmax. Uh, I think Showmax is absolutely acting in utter cowardice. Um, mm. And I hope that they come to the centers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not going to rant on about that. The Prem, bro. <laughs> the Prem, yeah. Look, I hope, me being a Liverpool fan and seeing how our team has sabotaged, sabotaged them, themselves in the past, I can only hope that we win the league. Look, it looks as clear as day. It's like a 23-point gap yeah. or 21-point gap because we drew on, 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 on Sunday. Yeah. Um, I hope we win the league. I hope we finish strong. And the day we left that trophy is the day I buy Kaspira, you know, for a Casaloga out for my grandfather who passed, you know, being a dedicated Liverpool fan. I don't know if he's going to appreciate the castle because the Kaspira. Nah, he he was an avid castle drinker, bro. So, um, yeah. Normal people must just think black. (laughs) We respect on on the homie, though. (laughs) (laughs) So, that will be my plan the day we left that trophy, get out the Liverpool shirt. Sit with a Chris beer, even though I don't drink oh, beer. Where do you get that Liverpool shirt? Shut up, bro. 
Um, so yeah, that's final thoughts. Starting to wrap it up, you know. Um, Thank you so much, guys. Do you have anything to say, Polo? I just want to say Phantom Jin Kak. <laughs> um, away and um, thank you for joining us bro. it's always been um, a real audio journey um, keep it locked keep it loaded we've got more content to come as mentioned on YouTube yeah. on, on all of our streaming platforms um, and we've got also guests involved as well yeah. shortly and um, above all don't forget to keep it real